nothing, Lord, that we could do to repay You. There's nothing, God, that we could ever give back to You in return. Hallelujah. We thank You for Your love today. We thank You for Your love today. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is so good to us. And His love is, is awesome. Amen. Today we are going to talk about, for the next few moments, we're going to talk about the love of God. But I want us to talk about it in a way that maybe uh, we don't think about it real often. And that is how we love each other. And how we love others. Um, we, we could talk about the love of God in our life, but then if it never goes beyond just being in our life, Amen. To, I guess, I guess I don't need any accompaniment. Man, I was feeling it, and then it just went. It just, it got real dead in here real quick. I'm just saying. Oh, I feel it again. It feels good in here. I lost, I lost the love for a minute, and then it just came right back. Isn't that awesome? Amen. But I do want us to think today about what God has done for us. And then how, you know, the Scripture says that the love of God is shed abroad. Amen. It, it doesn't just stay with us. It's supposed to be spread abroad. It's supposed to be shed to everybody that we see. Everybody that we meet. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, I wonder if you just pray with me. Because, um, you know, we're in a, we're in a time that... Uh, Love is very twisted. Love is very confusing. But I want us to just ask God here in the next few moments to deal with us about how His love can shine through us. How His love can flow through us. Okay, let's pray that. Lord Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You, God, for what You're doing in each and every one of us. Thank You for what You're doing in this house. God, in, uh, Lord, in this community, God, we are in uh, more dire need than ever before, God, that Your love doesn't just stay here in these four walls, but that, God, You would be spread abroad to every uh, person that we have influence with, every family member, every friend, every co-worker, every waiter, every waitress, every person that we bump into at the supermarket, God, everybody deserves Your love. So, God, I pray that You would let uh, our hearts be open and in tune with what You want to speak to us in the next few moments. And God, we will give you the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 Uh, you can stay standing and just turn, if you would, to 1 Corinthians 13. Amen. I won't keep you long. Brother Cooper, just stay with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 7 in the New American Standard Bible. It says, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Today I want to talk about 
authentic love. I want to talk about what love really is. Recently, I read this passage uh, by request. If she was in here, I would mess with her more. But by request or by uh, direct command of Michelle at her wedding. And uh, Michelle and Archie's wedding. I read this popular passage for weddings, right? Many people view this as a description of love set apart only for a husband and wife relationship. However, just as I described at their wedding, even though uh, you might not have been able to hear very clearly what I was saying, uh, I tried to explain that this is not a description of love for the marriage relationship only. This is how Jesus loves us. It is the example of how we are supposed to love others, our neighbors and everyone. And so this is very important. And as we start off this, this neighbor series, I want us to understand it's all about love. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, say, it's all about love. love. Amen. The Scripture says, if I have all this stuff, if I'm able to do all those talents and abilities, if I have all knowledge, everything, but I do not have love. Amen. If I do not have love, then I am nothing. It profits me nothing. I end up with nothing. So imagine this scenario with me. You show up to a job interview and you have an impressive resume. Great answers to all the questions. You're very professional. You're reliable. You're organized. You have a great attitude. But you forget to wear clothes to the interview. None of the the rest of that stuff matters. Right? It would be very distracting. And in the same way, if you have all the actions and deeds and you profess to be a Christian, but you do not do that with love, it doesn't matter because love is the foundational thing in a Christian lifestyle. Thank you for those of you that are awake. That's exactly what I'm talking about. See, we, we, we want uh, a lot of things to just kind of happen and we want God to move and do this and do that and we want miracles and signs and wonders, but Jesus is like, look, if you don't have love, then nothing else really matters. If, if everything that we do and everything that we say isn't motivated from love, then we're missing the key to all of Christianity. Amen. This word for love or charity as we see it in some translations is the Greek word for agape. It, it Really, it means affection, goodwill, love, benevolence, brotherly love. And specifically, it's referring to love feasts. Everybody say love feasts. What is a love feast? Now, anytime there's good food, right? We're thinking, man, that's love, right? You've heard uh, the way to a man's uh, to a man's heart is through his stomach. I know you probably heard that. You probably heard a lot of stuff about food and food being love and all. I, look, I, I just want to say this whole idea that we get from the word agape of love feast. Now, it may seem a little bit weird, but that's what being around Christians is supposed to feel like. It's supposed to feel like a love feast. Now, now don't get the Hollywood version of love. I'm talking about brotherly kindness, love, goodwill, affection, benevolence. I'm talking about all the kindness and charity and love that we are supposed to heap on each other. Amen. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that we're supposed to be treating people so well that they can't help but want to be around us. When you go to the supermarket, what do the people at the supermarket think about you? When you go to a restaurant, what do the people at the restaurant think about you? When was the last time, amen, that you tipped somebody so good that their their jaw dropped open? 
See, it just got real quiet in here. Why? Pastor, I don't have to do that. I just have to give them this or I just have to do that. I know, but when was the last time that God spoke to you and said, you know, this person's having a rough day and everything's off in their life right now. Why don't you just give them a big tip and tell them that I love them? Amen. And sometimes we say, well, Pastor, that's not necessary. I don't think it takes all that. Do you know that's what Jesus said? That love, amen, will motivate us to do things that show people how much He loves them. When we treat people so well that they can't help but want to be around us, what they feel is they feel love and it makes the difference. Amen. Have you ever been told something that you didn't want to hear? Anybody ever been told something that you didn't? You take it much differently from somebody you know loves you. Man, somebody that doesn't love you, and they tell you something, and and you don't like to hear, you don't want to hear, you just tell them, I don't want to hear that, I don't need to hear it. But when somebody that loves you tells you something that you need to hear, even though you don't want to hear it, and it's painful at the time, and you may kind of shrug back a little bit, and you're like, really, why'd you have to go there, you know? But at the same time, you listen to them and you apply it to your life because you know that they love you. Amen. And so, what is so important about this? This is, this is the whole mindset that I want to describe to you in the next few moments. Every time we get together, it ought to be a love feast. It ought to be a love feast. You ought to walk away from church. You ought to walk away from small groups. You ought to walk away from anything that the church people are doing together saying... Man, I love those people and I know those people love me. You you should never leave a church setting. You should never leave a small group. You should never leave, amen, a gathering of Christians and say, I don't even know if those people like me. Anybody ever felt like that? I don't even know if those people like me. Why? Why would we do that to each other? Why would we treat other people, amen, the way that we wouldn't want to be treated and we go against God's divine law, not just for Christians, but for all humanity? Amen. And so love is what's supposed to make the difference. This is not just what needs to happen with people that we like or people that like us. Man, it's easy. It's easy for me to love on some of you guys. I can easily love on some of you guys. Why? Because you have loved on me. And when you love on me, it makes, me e- makes it easier for me to love on you. The ones, those of you that are out there, that you've been mean to me, I still try to love on you, right? But it's much easier when somebody loves on you back. But what if they don't love on you back? Does that give you an excuse of why you don't have to love them? Why you don't have to treat them well? Amen. It's quiet. Amen. When we go to the restaurant, there ought to be something different about us. Everybody else can get upset and everybody else can throw a fit. And where's my food? And what's, what's taking so long? And what's this and what's that? And we went into a place the other night. This one guy, he, I think it was the only one working in our section. And he had like 10 tables. And I'm telling you, that guy was just going after it. He, he was working as fast and he didn't complain. He didn't say, man, just chill. I got all kind. He just kept going and going. So I wrote him a little note and gave him a real nice tip. And I said, man, I just want you to know somebody noticed tonight. Why? Because that's love. We just got to love people. Amen. Uh, you know, I know that sometimes we get caught up in, you know, all this fuzzy feel good stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about just share love. Amen. Just give God's love. This is not uh, something that we, we really should end up having to work at. This is something that ought to come natural for us. 
Amen. How natural is it for you to love on your children? And you're, okay, maybe it's hard for you to love on your children. How about your grandchildren? <laughs> it's easy for you to love on your grandchildren, isn't it? Why? Because there's perfect, and they're, they're, they're perfect, there's nothing wrong. Even when they're being bad, they're angels, right? They're just, you know, they're so sweet. They just would never come on somebody. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the way my, my parents. Uh, used to raise me and how they treat my kids is two like totally different things. It's night and day. I mean, I couldn't get away with anything. My kids get away with everything. Man, that's just how it goes. I, uh, my my in-laws aren't any better, you know. My my kids, I drop them off over there. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Donna. And I drop my kids off over there and they're screaming and hollering and fighting. I'm talking to Hey, Donna, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, they're angels. They're just perfect. They're, they're, just, they're just playing, you know. They're just nothing. I know why. Because you love them. And so because you love them, it's easy to overlook the wrongs. But you let somebody bring you the wrong food, or you let somebody mess up your order at the store, come on, somebody. And we're quick to light into them and say, what's wrong with you, you know? Well, how, are you stupid? What's, what, what is your problem, you know? And, and sometimes we forget that Jesus is the one supposed to be giving love through us. And so we have stopped up the flow of His love. Amen. People ought to notice there's something different about you. I was reading a story. Most of you guys have heard. Did, did I tell this story already about, about Bob Goff? Did I tell you this story and how... He, he was preaching about... Uh, I didn't tell you the story. Okay, good. I'm going to tell you the story. Okay, so uh, Bob Goff, he's the writer of Love Does and Everybody Always. Really good books. Uh, I, I finished Everybody Always not too long ago. One of the stories that he tells in Everybody Always, it's a very kind of somewhat disturbing book in some ways because it's like, I don't know if I really love quite that much that yet. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get there. But anyways, long story short, he was talking about how... Uh, Somebody told him to do kind of some inspection on his life and see what, uh, what he needed to work on the most and where, where he was at. And so he was like, you know, I felt like I was doing pretty good. And he said, so I talked to my family and I asked my family and he said, what I found out is I'm not a very patient person. He said, I'm not a very patient person. He said, and my impatience was killing everybody around me. They were it was just driving them crazy. And he said, so I, I realize that whatever flows out of me is going to be whatever I allow to be put into me. And he said, so I just kind of thought about that, that I have a bucket. And whatever I put in that bucket, uh, if I keep putting that in the bucket, whatever's in the bucket is going to come out of the bucket. Does that make sense? Right? And so he said, so I carry, started carrying this this." this pail around, this bucket around. He said, I was carrying this bucket around. And, and he said, every time, he said, I was tempted to go off or to be impatient, he would say, he would, I, I would just remind myself, and he'd say, I would just tell myself, you know, let's, let's fill this bucket up with patience. Let's just fill this bucket up with patience. And, and he said, so it was a nice conversation piece. He said, I would go around different places, and I'd have my bucket, and they'd say, what's in your bucket? And he'd say, well, you know, it's just my bucket. I'm trying to fill it up with patience because I'm a very impatient person. And, and he said, so it kind of was a constant reminder to me to keep putting patience in my bucket. And, and he said he went to preach uh, out in Texas for uh, uh, Randy Phillips. And he said, I was preaching. I think it was Randy Phillips. And he said, I was preaching out there. He said, I, I did something that I don't normally do. I preached 
away on a Sunday that I'm normally with my wife. And he said, this was a day I was trying to get through, get done. He said, after I had done like 16 services, and he was exaggerating a little bit. He said, after I did 16 services, he said, I'm in the rental car. I'm on my way back to the airport. He said, I get to the airport. And I pull up to the rental car return. And he said, the guy, wouldn't you know that the guy at the rental car return, he said, he was just going on, just talking to everybody. He's just the most friendly guy. And how's your day? And how's everything going? Just, he said, he just kept on talking and talking. He said, and I was getting so frustrated. He said, five minutes went by and 10 minutes and 15 minutes and 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And he said, I'm, I'm just, he said, I wanted to just bang on the steering wheel. He said, I wanted to honk. I wanted to roll down the window and scream. And, and he said, I looked over and in my passenger seat is my bucket. And he said, and I just kept telling myself, fill your bucket with patience. You know, you got to fill your bucket because he's preaching all over the country about, about love and about how God wants to share his love through, you know, and so he said, and I, I'm seeing this bucket, and so I'm praying, you know, God just help me put patience. I'm putting patience in my bucket. And so he said, and I finally get to uh, the, the guy that's going to, you know, check me out. And, and he said, he's, he's got his little pad in hand, and he's talking, he's like, how are you today? And he said, I wanted to throw punch the guy. He said, I really did. He said, I was so mad. I had already, by this time, I'd already missed my flight. And he said, I just, he said, I was just so frustrated. I knew I wasn't going to get home in time to be with my wife. It was going to be super late by the time I got in. He said, so I was just, I was frustrated, he said, but I looked over and, and he said, because I had prepared, he said, I had plenty of patience in my bucket. And he said, when he asked me, how are you? He said, I just responded, I'm awesome. <laughs> Planes are awesome. Rental cars are awesome. And, and he went on this whole list of things. He said, everything is awesome. And he said, I'm just, I'm just so happy. It's just such a great day. And you're a great, you're a great guy. This is just awesome. You know, and he wasn't being sarcastic. He was just like just describing this. And and so he checks his car and he said, by this time I'm headed up. You know, I've I've walked, I'm walked out of the car now. He said, I'm walking towards the terminal. And he said, This guy runs up and he 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 chases me down and he's out of breath. He's like, he's like, hey, hey, Bob. He, he said, Hey, uh, I just I just want to tell you that's a great sermon today. He was at the church that he had been preaching at. And he said, you know what? I realized then and there it was good to have my bucket full of patience. He said, because I could have lost everything that I just preached to that guy. He said, I could have lost it in just a second. And, and each and every one of us, I know that's kind of a dramatic story. But let me just say this, for each and every one of us, whether you're preaching or you're not preaching, when you tell somebody, I'm a Christian and I love Jesus and Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you and He's going to love you through me. And then you do something that is totally uncharacteristic of that. We lose just like that. And so what is so important about love, amen, is to fill our hearts up with love. To allow love, amen, to be what flows through us. This is not just what needs to happen with the people we like. This is not just what needs to happen with people that like us or people that are good to us. Amen. But this is something that needs to flow from us everywhere we go and everything that we do. So when the same authentic love is shown in every area of your life, people notice that. When it's not consistent, people notice that too. Um, I'm going to just be very honest with you and transparent. Um, I do a lot better at loving some people than others. Can we all be just honest and say there's some people I just, Pastor, I'm trying 
But it's just, it just does not, it's just not as easy. So let me just ask you this. Is there a group of people that you encounter in your life who you don't model Jesus' love to? Think about it just for a moment. Maybe, maybe it's the church. Maybe you just like you get so frustrated because people in church have hurt you before and things have happened, and so you you just have a hard time trusting people. So maybe it's the church. Maybe it's your family. Maybe you love everybody at church and you you can love all your friends and everybody else, but man, when it comes to your family, buddy, they just step one hair out of line, and you're like, <laughs> well, what about your spouse? You know, you may love your kids, everybody else, but you know, your spouse, he just really gets on your nerves or she really gets on your nerves. Amen. Who is it that you are not modeling that love to? What about coworkers or strangers? Maybe uh, somebody that's not like you. Maybe somebody that uh, you know doesn't look like you or doesn't respond to things the same way that you do. Maybe somebody that's not in your political persuasion. Well, it's all quiet now. It's election day Tuesday, right? This is your PSA to vote on Tuesday if you are able to vote. Amen. I just want to remind you that Jesus wants us to love people and He wants to love people through us. Amen. Why do you think that this is? Why do you think? It it isn't really because they deserve it. It isn't really because they're anything special. It's because He loves them. Amen? He doesn't, he doesn't ask them uh, to make things right. He doesn't try to move them, amen, into uh, the position of goodness and righteousness before He starts loving them. The Scripture says, while we were yet in our sins, amen, He loved us. He died for us. He gave His life. Why is that so important? Because we shouldn't wait until everybody gets everything lined up in their life before we can show them His love. Amen. We want the love of Jesus to be made perfect in us and to flow freely through us. You could actually, if you went through and you read this text again, you could read and replace the word love with God in this passage. And it would really illustrate beautifully how God treats us. Amen. Now, could you do the same thing with your own name? Hopefully. If not, let's work on that. Amen? Let's pray that way. Matthew 22, 36-40. Jesus was approached and they said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? They were trying to trip Jesus up. But this is what Jesus says in verse 37. He said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is the second great commandment. We're striving to be a church where love is the answer. And if we can't love ourselves enough to see the value that God sees in us, then we will always struggle to love God and to love our neighbors. But if we see our value and we are accepting and returning God's love in our lives, then our next big step is love our neighbors as ourselves. So who is your neighbor? This is a popular question. It was asked in the Scripture. Who, who is my neighbor? Who is it that God is, is calling you to, to love, but they test your nerves? 
Who is it that God is calling you to love? But you say, God, I just, you, you know what? I just, I can't. That's your neighbor. How do we know this? Because Jesus tells the story of what we call the Good Samaritan. It's really not, we don't know if he was a Good Samaritan or not. We just know that he was a Samaritan and that he actually is the one that shows the love that everybody else was supposed to show. The people who were supposed to be God's people, the priest who walks by, he, he should have shown the love. But he was too busy. I can understand, right? Because, you know, preachers, they're busy. and he's, he's too busy. But he's supposed to be showing God's love. He's supposed to be caring and showing God's love. But he was too busy. And sometimes I think we say, God, you, you know, if you would just uh, uh, make a way, I would do it. And then whenever he makes a way, we, we're too busy. There are people that you see on a weekly basis that God wants to love through you. I don't know, you know, some of you, you, you think that, uh, you know, you're doing a good job and some of you are doing a good job. There, there's, you know, the proof is, here's the proof, you're going to be known by your fruit. You know what happens whenever you love people the way that you're supposed to love people? They, they're drawn to the things of God. When you don't love people the way that we're supposed to be, then we don't have any fruit. We're not bearing fruit. And so that's why, this is why we're doing this whole series. I want this church to get back to bearing fruit. I want the love, amen, to flow freely so that people can feel Jesus every situation, every place that they're at. So there are some people that you see every week that God wants to love through you. So don't let your feelings, don't let your pride... Don't let anything stop you from loving them like Jesus loves you. And you say, well, how do I do that, Pastor? Let me just give you a little tip that I have learned. Whenever you struggle to love, what you need to start with is prayer. Pray for them. So put them on your prayer list. You know, uh, let's just say it's, it's, uh, it's Rick. You're having a hard time loving Rick. Well, put Rick on your prayer list and every day... Pray for Rick. Every day, ask God to bless Rick. Every day, uh, ask God to minister to him, to, to bless him, to be with him, to support him, to encourage him, to give him uh, peace and joy throughout his day, for his family to be good. Whatever, whatever you know that needs prayer, pray for him. Don't be saying, God, strike him down today. Let him get in an accident. Let him get fired from his job. Not that kind of praying. You want to pray blessings and you want to pray, pray God's peace and God's joy and God's love. Be surrounded. And what you're going to find is as you're praying for that person day after day, there's something that's going to happen in you. They may not change. They may remain the jerk that they are. But what's going to happen in you is you are going to see them in a different light. Amen. There's going to be a different perspective that God gives you as you pray for them, and then you're going to start loving them. Amen. I was at a church uh, uh, not too long ago. It's been a, well, it's been a, a few months, a few months back, and God spoke to me that the key to an unsaved husband being saved was the forgiveness of the, the, the hurt wife, the forgiveness of the wounded wife. And, and it's hard whenever there's been situations like that for people to respond out of love. But the only way that it can happen is when you begin to pray for those people. So I want to encourage you today to just, if you would, just take a moment. If you have a pen, get your pen out. Get your bulletin. If you got a notes on your phone, do notes on your phone. But I want you right now, we're going to pray in just a moment and God's going to put at least one person, but probably multiple people on your heart that you need to pray for. And if they're not already on your prayer list, that's what I want you to do this week. I want you to add them to your prayer list. If you don't have a prayer list, make one up this week. Start with that note right there. Okay? Is that a deal? We're going to, we're going to put this into action today. All right. 
So right now, God, I want You to speak to our hearts. Lord, there are those that You are trying to love through us. And sometimes, God, we can be so busy. Uh, we, we can get so distracted by just living life, the cares of life and the worries of life and the anxiety of life. God gets to us. But Lord, You didn't put us here just to survive. You didn't put us here just to pay taxes and die. You put us here, God, so that Your love could be shed abroad in our hearts and that everyone around us could feel Your love. So God, today, right now in this place, I pray that You would speak to our hearts. God, those that You have in our path, those that we have influence with, and those, God, that You want to reach through us, that You would speak to us. God, whatever name it is, whatever people it is that You want us to reach, and that, God, maybe we have not forgiven, or maybe we're still struggling to even communicate with, that we would put them right now on our prayer list, and God will begin to pray for them every day this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now take just a moment, and I want you to write down neighbors. And I want you to start putting names of neighbors. Whether you work with them, whether they're neighbors in your actual neighborhood, maybe they're just people that you know from a distance. I want you to put some names down today. This is, what, this is what's going to happen. Amen. As you put these names down, as you begin to pray, amen, God is going to do a change in your heart this week. There's going to be some things that are going to turn around for you. Maybe they're not somebody you have a problem with. Maybe they're just people you just feel like God's wanting you to share His love with. Write those people down. For some of you, it might be difficult. But these are people that God is trying to love through you. And then this is what I want us to do. I want us to begin praying for them and repenting of anything that would keep us from loving them like Jesus. Man, as I close today, I wonder, what is a soul worth? Amen. In, in, the, in the whole realm of eternity, what is a soul worth? How, how, how could you place value on a soul? The Scripture talks about when we, uh, when we get to heaven, we're going to cast our crowns at His feet. And I know that there's going to be crowns, and everybody talks about you know, somebody that you win to God being a star in your crown, jewel in your crown, whatever. But in the end, we're all going to cast the crowns at His feet. And I do believe that there are going to be literal crowns and there's going to be literal gems and all kinds of stuff. I, I don't doubt that in any way, but I just got to thinking about that the other day and I got to thinking about, man, if I stand before God, you know, here I am, pastor of a church, two couple churches and missions director and supposed to, you know, really be a loving person who loves people and shares God's goodness to everybody. And What if I'm standing there and there's... Yeah, I got my crown of life, but I have no, no stars in my crown. Or I just have a couple stars in my crown. There's going to be some wonderful, loving Christian people that you've never heard of. And you're going to look over and they're going to have studded crowns. I mean, they're going to be bedazzled. Why? Not because they were better preachers or singers or ministers, but because they knew how to love. So this is what I want us to be challenged with today as we, as we stand. Whatever your list looks like, why don't you pray, God, help me to be a person who loves and who shares your love the way that you intended it. If there's, you know, whoever's on my list, I got one person, five people six people, seven people, whatever. As you pray for them this week, God, I pray for my neighbor. 
God, I don't know what they're going through, but I pray for them. And what God is going to do is He's going to open doors for you to share His love. It's going to be awesome because you're going to affect people eternally. Just a few minutes a day, you're going to affect people eternally. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? You know, I, I don't want to be... I don't want to be negligent, so what I do just to make sure I don't forget is I'll put people on my Echo Prayer app. And then I go through and I pray for them. And it reminds me. And I'll pray for specific things. Some things I get the mark answered. Some things I just keep praying for. Why? Because it's worth it. It's worth it. They're worth it. And, and God thought they were worth it. So He came and He died for all of us. And so I just think that if you and I would share His love and would be the neighbors that we are supposed to be, life could be so much better. Amen? What is love? Well, I don't know exactly what you have thought of love to this point. But I wonder if you would start looking at every time we come together, every time there's two of us or three of us, if we're all together and somebody's with us, when they leave there, they say, man, those people are the most loving people. I always feel loved when I leave them. How could people walk away from them? Now I know some people will. But you know what happens when they walk away? When they get to that place where they're ready to make a turnaround, you know what they say? I'm going to go back to that place and those people where I was loved. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I open up this altar right now. If you want to kneel at your seat, if you just want to pray for that list, I just encourage you to spend a little bit of time, amen, praying for the, the, the people that God has put on your heart that He wants to show love to through you. Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a co-worker, but just take just a moment and pray and ask God, God, open up their heart to receive what you want to do in their life this week. Open me up, God, to what you want to do through me this week, and God, I'll give you the praise and the glory for their life in advance. In Jesus' name, amen.